Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Back in the home base with our buddy, producer Joe, who was missed on Thursday and Friday, even though he was there. Joe did not take the day off, right, Joe? Yeah, man. Joe was listening. Unfortunately, when we do road shows and Paul and I travel with boatloads of equipment, there's only one line. Yeah. But... Plan B is coming soon. Plan B. So stay tuned for big news. More news to report. Uh, I will be on the five today okay. if my flight is not canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, co-hosting the five on Fox, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Crazy how the five is at the five. You know me, starting all kinds of trouble oh, on the show. So don't miss that DVR. You're yeah. not going to want to miss it. The five, five o'clock, the Fox News Channel. We'll be back in studio tomorrow. I was really excited Dang. for today's show because, as always on Monday, Joe, we have a stacked news day. Yes, so let me get do. right to it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Wax RX. You know how much I love my sponsors. I won't use products I can't use myself, and I definitely won't recommend them if I don't use them. Wax RX. Wax RX. Wax RX. This stuff is solid. Solid. What does it do? You can't stick these cotton swabby thingies. You're not supposed to stick them in your ear. It's dangerous. So it's for the outside of your ear. So how do you get inner ear wax out of your inner ear? I had a big problem with this, with this IFB thing in my ear all the time. So what did I do, Joe? What did you do? Wax RX. Sign them up as a sponsor. <laughs> you put the little drops in your ear. You get give you a little spray, uh, a spray you put in your ear. Yeah. You give it a few minutes. It dissolves that wax. The stuff that comes out of your ear, you're going to be like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Here's an email we got. No joke from a consumer. Wax RX. People love this product. I used to have to go to the doctor twice a year to get rid of my stubborn, hardened earwax with the rising cost of healthcare and my and my double deductible. I'd have to spend $60 a visit, a buck twenty a year to treat my ears. Now I do it myself hmm. with WaxRx and a significant savings. It doesn't require me to miss a half a day of work. Ah, Thank you, WaxRx. Ladies and gentlemen, this stuff works. We love it in my house. We use it. Wife uses it. Kids, kids use it. Mother-in-law uses it. Right now, you can try the WaxRx system by typing in GoWaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com. Use mm-hmm. offer code DAN at checkout for free shipping. Don't wait. You have no idea what might be missing because of inner earwax. Who knows? It might just change your life. Go waxrx.com. Offer code Dan. Great product. Check it out. All right, Joe, let's go. We missed the bell. Nice. I almost hit that right on target that time. Okay. Let's start off today. I've got this. I've got this Obama economy nonsense article I want to get to. I've got some crazy new information about Mike Flynn, but I want to start with this. So here we go with immigration hysteria. As I discussed on Friday, where the Democrats are finally taking off their masks when it came to the Green New Deal and admitting AOC's chief of staff, admitting it's not really about the environment at all. Mm -hmm. It's about rearranging the economy as the new socialists do. Check out Friday's show. It did very well. You'll love it. They're now taking off their masks when it comes to immigration. Ladies and gentlemen, immigration was never about immigration. It was never about compassion for the Democrats or for the liberals. To Democrats, immigration is about votes, power, and open borders. I've got some videos today that are going to blow your mind. And the last one, you are not going to want to miss the last one. Ladies and gentlemen, it is going to boil your blood what is going on in this country. Um, This video is going to infuriate you. I'm sorry. I don't like to play videos that make you angry. Um, I'll explain it to you as well. For those on audio, don't worry. You're not going to miss anything. But uh, I'm just, it bothered me. And I know it's going to bother you too. Joe's already seen it. All right. Video number one. Here is radical far-left Congresswoman Ilhan Omar at Netroots Nation. And at Netroots Nation, she is talking about how the United States, the most compassionate country on earth, Mm -hmm. that treats people with dignity and respect and gives them due process, which upwards of 90% of countries around the world cannot match what we do for the volume of people that come in here, right? Mm -hmm. This is Ilhan Omar talking about how we treat people in this country who come here illegally, illegally, In knowing violation of our laws, they have broken our laws, how we treat them like dogs. This one's really going to tick you off. We're saying there is zero option. And if you ever think that you have a chance, we're going to treat you worse than a dog. One of our members said to me, if there were dogs in those cages, every single member of Congress would vote to make sure that all of these cages didn't exist anymore. So we live in a society, we live in a society and govern in a body 
that might value the life of a dog more than they value the life of a child who might not look like theirs. And that is completely sad. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is why I, I love having you on the show, because after these clips, yeah. I always leave kind of a uncomfortable silence for people to digest it. Yeah. And you always have something to say, like, which is good. You kind of fill the vacuum so the audio listeners don't think like we lost them. Right, right. right yeah. Um, you know what's staggering about this, Joseph? Please do tell. This is a woman who supports uh, unfettered access to abortion. I knew it. Yeah. The ex the extermination. Yeah, oh, I know you did. Yeah. The extermination via the most violent way possible. Yeah. Of a human life inside the womb up to nine months of pregnancy. Oh. We are talking about a completely viable human being mm. feels pain, functioning organs, brain. We're talking about a totally, completely viable human being. Mm. This is a woman who supports the, 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 the violent termination of that life in the womb and dares, dares to compare the way we detain illegal immigrants not legal immigrants joe right anyone is welcome to go to a point i got a, a video in a minute of tom homan by the way that tom homan's becoming like a national hero these days i love tom homan Th there is a way to come here and file for asylum or a way to come here legally there is a process you can enter a file for asylum at a port of entry you can get a visa and then apply for citizenship there are but i know we did it in my household it is not a mystery yeah. how to come here legally. People who have disregarded our laws are detained. This is There's nothing unusual about lawbreakers being detained. Comparing that and saying, suggesting the United States government treats people like dogs while supporting the violent termination of life in the womb, which you wouldn't do to a dog. If someone said, ladies and gentlemen, because I try to keep this a generally family-friendly show, and I do my best, doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. I can't describe to you on the air right now. I can't describe to you how gross late-term abortion oh. is. Oh. Because the YouTube video will be, it's, it's demonetized anyway. It'd probably be taken down. Oh. It's really that horrible. Yeah, if I were to suggest doing that to a puppy, I'd be kicked off all these platforms. Mm. But when Ilhan Omar and her radical leftist buddies support that kind of termination of life in the womb up to the ninth month of pregnancy. Nobody bothers to bat an eyelash. And she dares the country that has given her so much and so many opportunities. She's a United States congresswoman. She dares to criticize the United States of America, how they treat people who have said, screw your immigration laws, I'm going to do it my way, that we have to detain them. After, by the way, voting against money, to improve the conditions of the people detained. Do you understand the pure, unadulterated idiocy of the comments that just left the mouth of Ilhan Omar? She supports late-term abortion while ravaging the United States government who gave her an opportunity to come here, claiming we treat people like dogs when you wouldn't even late-term abort a puppy like that. Mm -hmm. Then she voted against a humanitarian bill to improve the conditions of people who broke our laws coming in. She voted against it while ravaging the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, it is bizarre that people take Congresswoman Omar seriously anymore. It's bizarre. She probably appeals at this point based on her extreme radicalism to less than 15% of the electorate. And that may be being generous. These are bizarre outrageous mm. statements she's even turned off nancy pelosi of all people now joe what'll be of course ilhan omar's retort to this yeah, and everything tip. else hat <laughs> tip tom or you know where we're going with this. i know where you're going. <laughs> it's just of course of, of course. course that's what she's gonna do of course because that's all you have. We're used to it's meaningless. We're used to it. Whatever. We just I don't even pay attention. No, either this, by the way, either there's anybody else. You've said that about every single substantive policy difference. We nobody cares anymore. Thank you. It's over. You you burn that bridge. Okay. Leave it to the right conservatives to call out racism. We'll take care of that. You guys on the left have complained. Forget it. When you say it doesn't mean anything anymore. Nothing. Nobody pays any attention except for MSDNC. And CNN, which nobody watches. 
Okay. How? <laughs> so again, you're never supposed to talk about what you do during the breaks or before the show, but we don't care. Right. So Joe, before the show's like, Hey, how about that Tom Homan? Huh? I'm like, my daughter does this. <laughs> Guys, the best. you gotta love Tom Home. This guy gives exactly zero about. He doesn't care huh? about your nonsense. If you were gonna impugn the character of Tom Homan, he is gonna slay you. So I'll get to that in a second, where he deals with Rep. Chewy Garcia. But this one is—he knows his stuff too. He was a former ICE director. You've probably seen him on Fox. Um, I know Tom. Disclosure: I know him well. Good man. Actually, ran into him the night before this appearance with my wife, right, Paula, in Washington D.C. Which is funny. Such a great guy. So nice. Uh, but Tom is a tough guy. Former cop, ICE director, just is not in the mood to take your garbage or your guff, right? So AOC, who generally knows nothing about anything, I mean, it's just really sad. She tweets stuff that it's even worse than Ilhan Omar at times. Mm. Um, of course, she'll tell you you're a racist, too, because she's, it's not my fault you don't know anything. It's nothing to do with race. Or it's, you just don't know anything. So AOC is constantly, Joe, yeah. how, many, how many times have we played footage of AOC on Capitol Hill getting absolutely wrecked, R-E-K-T, <laughs> yes. wrecked, and, right? Yeah. She just doesn't know anything. And I wonder, like, who is feeding her these questions? Are they making her do her homework before she asks this? So here's an exchange with Tom Homan, where AOC again seems to be confused about the difference between a legal asylum claim and illegal asylum claims. In other words, you can't just walk through the United States anytime you want to go asylum. It's not the way it's done. It has to be done at a port of entry. Right. AOC clearly doesn't know that. And she tries to challenge Tom Homan who just, I mean, you want to talk about an AOC faceplant. This is priceless. Check this out. Were you given the secretary numerous options to secure the border and save lives? And so the recommendation of the many that you recommended, you recommended family separation. I recommended zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever you a citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Zero tolerance was interpreted as the policy that separated children from their If parents. I get arrested for DUI and I have a young child in a car, I'm going to be separated. When I was a police officer in New York and I arrested a father for domestic violence, I separated that Mr. father Holman, from his Mr. Holman, with all due respect, legal asylees are not charged with any crime. When you're in the country illegally, it's violation 8 United States Code 1325. Seeking asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. The Attorney General of the United States has made that clear. Okay. Oh. Oh. Hey, um, I have some B12s for that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe some... Rodilia rosiaceae or something like that. You may need some of that. Here, here, brick house. Maybe some foundation. <laughs> Maybe some creatine. Paula, what do you think? Maybe some vitamin C. Field of greens. Yeah, Field of go. good point. Joe, is there a, so a solve for that? Like a neosport? There should be. Does AOC know anything? <laughs> she does this all the time. She just emoji face plants every single time. Hey, hat tip Jose. Thank you very much for sending us the whistle. I have to back away from my Jose sent us because we have the red flag. We have the, the cricket guy. We, we everybody's listener sense of it. We have the referee hat. Here's the cricket going. Here's the whistle. There you go. Thank you, Jose. Whistle holding five yards. AOC. Do you know anything? It is le legal. Asylees have committed no crime. Ooh. Yes. Walking across the border yeah. outside oh. of a port of entry is a crime. Are you unaware of that? You have to file for asylum at a port of entry. You can't just walk into the United States anytime you want. And I go, hey, I'm here. Asylum. That's not the way any of this works ever. So Holman, of course, humiliates her. This, I don't get who is giving her these questions. My gosh. Are you coaching her? Is she reading anything before she goes up there? There's a reason her approval rating in her own district is in the can and that Ilhan Omar is the same. Their approval ratings are terrible because they don't know what they're talking. They just make stuff up. We treat immigrants like dogs. It's legal to claim asylum. Of course it's legal to claim asylum at a port of entry. They just get to fly into the United States and not tell anybody about asylum. That's not the way any of this works. Oh, my gosh. There's the flag. 
Where'd that go? I throw these red flags going under the hood for review. I never even know where they go anymore. They just disappear behind the TV. <laughs> oh, there's behind the boosted board. I got so much stuff in here. <laughs> Someone doesn't know anything. Okay, it gets better. Oh, no. His hearing gets good. It gets get by, and by better, I mean worse. Um, not for us, but for them. Yeah. So this lunatic, uh, Rep. Chewy Garcia, decides he's going to attack the integrity of Tom Homan. Ah, Joe, no with Tom Homan. Yeah, <laughs> not a good idea, Chewy. Not Ew. a good idea. I would definitely not do that. Attack the integrity of Tom Ew. Homan. Um, not a good idea. Okay? This guy humiliates himself. Uh, like I've rarely seen a member Ooh. humiliate themselves. And that's saying a lot because this, these members, a lot of them on the Democrat side are total lunatics. Homan's been a dedicated patriot to this country yep. as the ICE director, a police officer. You don't have to agree with his policy prescriptions or his ideas, but attacking the man's integrity is really going to work out poorly for you. Watch this video. Listen to this audio of Rep. Chewy Garcia in the biggest face plant, maybe in the history of Capitol Hill, with the exception of AOC. Check this out. Have we not learned from the internment of Japanese Americans? Mr. Holman, I'm a father. Do you have children? How can you possibly allow this to happen under your watch? Do you not care? Is it because these children don't look like children that are around you? I don't get it. Have you ever held a deceased child in your arms? First of all, your comments are disgusting. I've served my country. I've served my country for 34 years. I find your comments disgusting as well. I've served my country for 34 years. And yes, I held a five-year-old boy in my arms that in back of that tractor trailer. I knelt down beside him and said a prayer for him because I knew what his last 30 minutes of his life were like. And I had a five-year-old son at the time. What I've been trying to do my 34 years serving my nation is to save lives. So for you to sit there and insult my integrity and my love for my country and for, the, and for children, that's why this whole thing needs to be fixed. And you're the member we of Congress. We agree on that. Fix it. You know, Joe. Yes, Dan. As I'm watching that, I'm sitting here like, what angle do I take on this coming back? Mm. And I'm thinking I'm just going to let that one sit. Okay. I'm just going to let that one sit. Right. That is, you know, let me, get, let me just inject one. I'm sorry. Let me inject one thing into this. Mm -hmm. I was out with a friend last night, doctor friend of mine. My wife and I had a, had a really good time. And he was asking me about what it's like to do media appearances and stuff on Fox. And I said, you know, what the left typically does is they try to invoke emotion. And the emotion's typically based on mm -hmm. a fallacy. Mm -hmm. Um, and they use emotion to attack conservatives. A stereotypical example of this is what Chewy Garcia uh, tried to do to Homan. Right. <clears throat> what he tried to do to Homan is use an emotional story about internment camps, which Tom Homan, by the way, which was done by a Democrat president. Chewy Garcia is apparently not bright enough to figure that out on his own. Um, the FDR interned the Japanese. And again, Chewy Garcia, I guess, doesn't know that. His staff didn't tell him. He's probably not that bright. Um, but what he tries to do is impugn the integrity of a dedicated American patriot by attaching him to an incident started by, initiated by a Democrat, granted a stain on their country, no doubt, on our country, a stain on the, but initiated by a Democrat president. Mm -hmm. And he tries to attach Holman to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't recommend in strong enough terms Again, I know this is a family-friendly show, but I, I'm, allow me for a moment that if you're ever put in this position, you take exactly zero, you get it? Yeah. From these lunatics when they do this. I said to the guy I was having dinner with, when they try to do this and use emotional arguments, on using those emotional arguments to impugn your character that are entirely disingenuous, Homan's a patriot and everyone who knows him knows it, you damn well better emotion right back at them. You don't need to fake it because if you impugn my character, I'm going to be really PO'd. But you damn well better throw that emotion right back at him. And good for Tom Homan for taking exactly zero from this idiot trying to impugn his character. What a joker. It's going to let that stand all on its own because it's really, that's how it's done. Mm -hmm. 
Hat tip, Tom Homan. Yeah, Tom. Now, I said I was going to get to this video. I got a lot more to get to, by the way. Just, yeah, really. Explosive stuff on Flynn. This case is just imploding on the government of Mike Flynn by the second. Um, So I've got some great stuff from our buddy Technofog, but more here. I just want to wrap this up. Here's the final video. And one quick story. We'll move on off the immigration hysteria portion of the show. Hat tip Matt Morrow, KDVR. Folks, if this video doesn't infuriate you, I don't know what will. I mean, we live in a sovereign country that has been the most compassionate country to immigrants from all over the world, Joe, specifically South and Central America for decades now, where we have taken in and embraced legal immigrants by the tens of millions. And what do we get for it? Again, hat tip Matt Morrow, news broadcaster at KDVR. We get this video from an ICE facility at Aurora, Illinois, and pay specific attention. I'll I'll describe it for you when we're done, Mm -hmm. about what is going on. You're going to hear some noise in the background. Play the video. Okay, what you just saw and heard is an, is an intergalactic disgrace of cosmic proportions. Hat tip at more, Matt Morrow News. Uh, it's a Twitter account where we uh, got the video. Those are liberal protesters protesting for open borders, basically, at an ICE facility in Aurora, Colorado, pulling down the American flag on our soil and raising the Mexican flag. They also pulled down a Blue Lives Matter flag and defaced that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said when I opened this segment, this is the left. This has always been the left on immigration. No, Dan, no, no, no. No, no, it has. They have hid this from us for a long time. The gift of Donald Trump, as I have repeatedly stated on my show for over two years now, is his ability to enrage the left so much that they remove the masks and show us who they were the entire time. All of those speeches by Bill Clinton and Obama about border enforcement, it was all a mask. It was all a joke. The left is always been about open borders and the basically the dissolving of national borders in this whole you know we have to bring people in it's all about power and votes if they don't care about legal immigration it doesn't matter it's about open borders to them people are cheering this on at an ice facility you know it reminded me joe of a um a movie i saw i watched this movie a while back um I always get them, you know, I watch them only for free later because I refuse to give Hollywood any money on most of these mm-hmm. things. But I watch this movie, Molly's Game. And it's about this, a true story about this woman who was running a poker ring, a high-end poker ring in, in California. And, uh, and, and and during it, she's not supposed to take money because it's illegal. You know, when you're, when you're running a poker game, as long as it's for entertainment, you're not taking money. Right. You know, it's like that borderline law. I don't know the law. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just, I'm just summarizing the movie. So basically, because she didn't take any money off the pot, what she was doing was maybe technically legal. So she sees a lawyer about it, and the the guy says, well, did you take any money from the pot? She goes, no. And he goes, well, that's good, because you don't want to break the law while you're breaking the law. <laughs> Greatest line ever. <laughs> don't, and she goes, I thought you said I wasn't breaking the law. He goes, you weren't. But don't break the law while you're breaking the law. She's like confused now. I wasn't, I don't get it. Was I breaking the law? Was I not breaking the law? You get it? Yeah. Why does this have to do with this thing, with this, uh, with this raising of the flag? Ladies and gentlemen, it's probably not a good idea when you're showing up to break the law while you're advocating for breaking the law. In other words, taking down private property, a U.S. flag, because it's a flag, by the way, it doesn't have any kind of like special status with the bad guys. Understand what I'm saying? Of course, it has meaning to us. But Joe, follow me. Mm -hmm. A flag is property. Because it's a flag doesn't mean it's less property. It's property. You can't steal my bottle of foundation. You can't steal my Molly Hemingway book, which is awesome. I'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to steal. Because it's a flag doesn't mean you can take it and burn it. It's still my property. 
It is probably not a good idea while you're at an ICE facility advocating for breaking the law to break the law. But the left is so dumb, they don't get this. Watch the movie, don't break the law while you're breaking the law. The best advice you will ever get. Legal Vice 101 for libs. All right, today's show. (laughs) Video's infuriating. Watch it, folks. If you're listening on the audio podcast, please, youtube.com slash Bongino, please check it out. You will be furious. All right, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Teeter. Listen, I can't say enough about this uh, sponsor, Teeter. I use this twice a day before the show. It's always why I'm so like wired when I'm on my show. You get like a Teeter high. It's an inversion table. You hang upside down. What does that do for you? I'll tell you what it does for me. I have arthritis bad. You've probably heard me whining about it on the show for five years now. It decompresses everything. My spine takes the weight off my shoulders from hanging. That takes the weight off my hips, my knees. I feel terrific. I do it for about three to five minutes before the show. Wakes me up. I call it like the teeter high. It is fantastic. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, decompressing on a teeter inversion table for just a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine. Elongate that spine in an active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain. Teeter will help you avoid that back pain. Helped me clear up the back pain I have now. I feel terrific. I've been back to the kettlebells, the deadlifting, everything. I feel like a new man when I use it. Some products I use regularly. This one I use twice a day religiously. As a matter of fact, sometimes I can't stand traveling because I can't take my teeter with me. Teeter, you want to send me a travel for? I'm good for that. <laughs> Over 3 million people put their trust in Teeter. They're the best known name in inversion tables since 19. I'm just kidding, Teeter. We love you guys. You're the best. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's brand new 2019 upgraded model of the inversion table, the Teeter Fit Spine, with bonus accessories, stretch max handles, and an easy reach ankle system, plus a free inversion program mat with 24 illustrated stretches and exercises. You will feel amazing when you get off the Teeter inversion table. Teeter inversion tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon and they're rated at 4.6 stars. And with this deal, you'll get $150 off when you go to Teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. That's how you get the deal, $150 off. You get free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk to try it out. You won't send this thing back. You'll love it. You will feel amazing. Remember, you can only get the new 2019 Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table plus a free inversion program map by going to teeter.com slash Dan. That's teeter.com slash Dan. Check it out. You're going to love it. Okay. Moving on. So uh, just one quick note, by the way. Terrific, terrific book. Uh, Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino, you can see them. Uh, if you read this, Justice on Trial, <laughs> I, they're not a paid sponsor, folks, at all. I just, I'm a conservative at heart. Molly Hemingway and Carrie have been fighting the fight for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is Justice on Trial here is pretty much like the definitive account of the, I was privy enough to get a copy. Molly was nice enough to sign it for me. She's awesome. It is the definitive behind-the-scenes account of what happened during the Kavanaugh hearings. If you ever, ever, for some bizarre reason, thought the media was legitimate and weren't reporting fake news, uh, check this book out, and like 20 or 30 pages in, you'll be like, okay, the media is a joke. Amazing book. Check it out. You'll love it. Really, like, seriously worth your time. Again, it's not a paid spot. It's just me. I read a lot of books. This one is incredible. Definitely worth your time. Uh, Justice on trial. Okay, moving on. So, uh, what did I predict, Joe, a couple of weeks ago? I told you that, hmm. of course, the Trump economy was going to be the Democrats' Achilles heel during the 2020 yeah. election. They don't really have any way to counter-argue no. the effectiveness of Trump's policies in advancing growth, productivity, wage growth, job growth. They don't really have anything to say. But but why? But why don't they have anything to say? Folks, because they all voted against the Trump tax cuts and his deregulatory agenda getting the red tape out of your way. They voted against it. The Democrats have nothing to say. None of them supported in any substantive way the Trump tax cut agenda. Do you see the conundrum they're in there? They can't say like, hey, we did this because they didn't. Yeah. So what's their alternative, Joe? As I predicted, they are going to start saying, well, Obama did it. So I asked Matt Palumbo, our resident fact checker and uh, liberal myth debunker, I said, Matt, can you put together a piece? Why? Because I'm responsive to my audience. I love my audience. I have my emails on the website. Um, someone emailed me this article in Forbes 
Uh, and the, uh, Forbes tries to make the case that because Obama's monthly job numbers, his last 29, follow me, his last 29 months in office yeah. were higher than Trump's, uh-huh. that clearly Obama should get credit for the economy. Oh, yeah. Joe, not five minutes later, uh-huh. I'm watching a cable news channel. Yeah. And what does someone do? They must have read the Forbes piece. <laughs> and they said there was a Democrat, of course. Obama's economy. Obama gave the economy yeah. to Trump. He deserves all the credit. His monthly job numbers were higher. I'm like, I, I, I <laughs> we're not going to blow the whistle because yeah. I'll blow your eardrums out. I knew it. So yeah, I sent right. it on to Matt. I go, Matt, I, we, now we've debunked this a mm-hmm. thousand times. But I said, Matt, do me a favor. Put it in a piece so people can read it, screenshot it, share it. The piece is up at our uh, Bongino.com. It's in the show notes today, as always, if you subscribe to my email address. I, oh, by the way, I just remembered, Paul. I forgot that DNA. I'll try to get to that later. Sorry, it's another piece of immigration I forgot. I got so taken by the topic. It's called, Did Obama Add More Jobs Per Month Than Trump by Matt Palumbo? It'll be at the show notes if you subscribe to my email list, which I implore you to do. I will send you these articles every day. Please read this piece. It's really good. Here are some of the highlights. First, Matt just lays out what the Forbes article says. That, well, listen, basically the last 29 months of Trump's tenure, which has been his presidency, Trump's been adding 194,000 jobs a month. So the people, the Obama, the, the, the Obama did this people, you get it? Mm-hmm. The, oh, no, no, he, Obama handed Trump this economy, are now saying this. And the Forbes piece says, well, listen, during the Obama's la- tenure, during his last 29 months, so we're comparing 29 months to 29 months, mm-hmm. Obama added 221,000 jobs a month, which is 27,000 more per month than Trump. So, of course, if you're a liberal buffoon who does no deeper analysis at all these figures, you come away with the conclusion that the Obama economy is better than the Trump economy. You would be wrong, of course, as you are every single time. Hmm. You know, it's fascinating. I was talking to this doctor friend of mine. He said that last night, too. I don't want to keep bringing him up, but he's a really smart guy. And I asked him how he came to conservatism. And he said, you know, because the more digging I did, I found out we're right about everything. (laughs) Yes, I told you. Ladies and gentlemen, why are those numbers indicative of a worse economy under Obama and a better economy under Trump? Okay, first off. Let's put up Obama's, during the Obama era, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, made a bunch of economic predictions. This is interesting. I've got them laid out here. Matt does bullet by bullet predictions the Obama administration CBO made about what would happen if the Obama trend continued. Follow me here. Track me, folks. The Obama era Congressional Budget Office laid out a series of predictions based on if the Obama trends were to stay the same Mm -hmm. in the Trump era. You tracking? In other words, if they continued the Obama economy, his CBO said this, this, and this will happen. Okay. Let's go back to the data because data matters, okay? The Obama CBO said, basically, here's what's going to happen with entrepreneurship. Well, as Matt points out, well, entrepreneurship is great again. With over 150,000 more business applications being filed each quarter over the trend Obama's CBO said would happen if they continued Obama's policies. You get it? Are you tracking here? Mm. So the Obama CBO says this amount of new business applications, if we just continue Obama's policies, this is what will happen. Well, Trump comes into office and there are 150,000 more. Right. By the way, hat tip to Kevin Hassett, one of uh, Trump's economic advisors, who pointed all this out. If we were continuing the Obama economy, we would have 150,000 less business applications, according to the Obama administration's own figures. It's their numbers. Number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> investment in small businesses in the Trump era, Joe is $300 billion higher than we would have seen had the Obama trend they predicted continued. They predicted $300 billion less in investment than the Trump administration is producing now. Ladies and gents, this is the prediction under the Obama era. This is their own trend. So small business applications are higher, investments higher, than the prediction the Obama team and their CBO... Congressional budget, which they always tout, mm-hmm. it's a nonpartisan entity. 
The Trump team has blown those predictions out of the water. How did the Obama team hand him the economy if the Trump team surpassed the Obama team's own expectations? Gee, I don't know. Maybe you're just making it up. Yes, you always do. Point number three. Blue collar employment would have declined had it continued its Obama era trend. Again, their data. Instead, it's grown and broken that trend that Obama set. Blue collar employment is growing at the fastest rate since 1984. When who was president? Ronald Reagan, the man. Love Ronald Reagan. The Obama trend was blue collar employment going down. Trump employment, blue collar up. Let me do this for you. Liberals, Obama down. Blue collar jobs. Trump up. For those of you not on the YouTube, you can visualize. Yes. Down, mm-hmm. oh, down, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is not like, you know, sometimes on the screen, Ooh. when I point in one direction on your screen, it goes in a different direction. Uh-huh. Down is always down. Here's down. <laughs> down is down. Here's up. <laughs> down, up. The YouTube doesn't reverse that. Uh-huh. I don't get up and go like this. Down, <laughs> down, ah. Uh. You get it? The YouTube doesn't reverse down and up. The screen we use maybe sometimes screws with us there where I'm looking this way and the video is actually that way on the screen. No, no. Obama blue collar jobs down. Trump blue collar jobs Okay, not reversed. I know this is tough for you, Libs. I get it. I know this is hard for you to digest. But data and facts actually matter. Okay, last one. And as the economy booms, not only the unemployed finding work, those who perceive or though previously gave up looking for work are re-entering the labor force. As they enter the labor force, they're easily finding jobs since there are more job openings today than there are unemployed people because the economy's so hot. Yeah. So folks, Matt and I at Bongino.com just gave you, I don't want to take credit for Matt's worth, it's just our <laughs> website, but Matt gave you four tangible, touchable data points to blow away this ridiculous assertion that somehow Obama handed Trump this booming economy. Now, in case you need more evidence, Matt indicates something I've said on the show repeatedly, and anyone with a you know a brain can figure oh, out. Yeah. Obama is the first president since the Great Depression to never see a single year of 3% economic growth in any year of his presidency. It only took Trump until his second year in office to achieve 3% growth, and it would have come, come, sooner, uh, come sooner had his uh, tax cuts not been passed until the end of his first year in office. Obama. How many years of Obama? 3%. By the way, why does that 3% growth number matter, folks? 3% GDP growth, growth in our economy, gross domestic product, Mm -hmm. is the historical average of the United States throughout our history. Have people surpassed GDP growth? 3%? Yes. Some of the Clinton years we did. In the Reagan years, we passed it. We doubled it one year. 1984, I believe it was 6%. Yeah, something like that. We doubled it. You know how hard that is to do? In an advanced economy. Now, who is the only president in modern American history to never reach the average in two terms, by the way? Trump's only been in there for two years. Who's the only one to never reach it? To have exactly zero, a goose egg, zero years of 3% GDP growth? Obama, the only one. Trump, two years in office, bang, hits 3% GDP. Now, one final thing I'll throw in that's not in Matt's piece, but I always like to throw out there, is yes, the Obama administration, during that, jobs were created. No thanks to Obama, by the way, because the American economy recovers from recessions no matter who's in office. That's the only reason the economy grew at all under Obama. Obama gets zero credit from me. But ladies and gentlemen, the jobs that were created under the Obama years and the reason you felt like the economy stunk was because it did. As acknowledged, by the way, my colleague at Fox, Donna Brazil, whose emails were hacked into, she emailed John Podesta, Daily Caller piece. Donna Brazil slams Obama economy. They are low wage jobs. Kerry Pickett, October 21st, 2016. Here's the email. And she says this in her own email. I'm not knocking her. It's an email. No one should steal anybody's emails, by the way. Let me put this out there. But this is Donna Brazil's email to John Podesta. Quote, I think people are more in despair about how things are. Yes, there are new jobs, but they're low-wage jobs. 
Housing is a huge issue. Most people pay half of what they make to rent. This isn't my email. This was Donna Brazil, the head of the DNC, emailing John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's right-hand guy, about how, yeah, they're creating jobs under Obama, but they're all crap jobs. It's not my email. It's hers. The Democrats knew the Obama economy was crap. Yeah, jobs were being created, but they were garbage jobs. They weren't full-time jobs you can feed your family on. They acknowledge that. Not me. Again, having said that, any cool hacking people's emails, I wouldn't, you know, it's still a crime to do that. But that's out there. It's in the public domain. We can't ignore it. Hey, Paula, can we go back to that immigration story I missed, or am I going to mess up your whole show? Okay. I'm sorry, at the end of the immigration thing, I forgot to bring this up. I just want to throw this in there too. More breaking news this week, and I'll have this story up at the show notes. The Daily Mail, just in case you think we're losing it, and I'm sorry for doing this a little bit out of order, but it's important I get you the news. I don't want to miss this. The Daily Mail's reporting, we're doing DNA testing at the border, Joe, rapid DNA testing yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Democrats who don't want to fix the problem at all. Oh, we're, we're separating kids from their families. Uh, in the third of the cases, no, you're not. Oh. A third of the DNA checks at the border, these are not their family members. Which means kids are being trafficked at the border nearly a third of the time. 30% of the rapid DNA test, Joe, these aren't their kids. Uh, kind of a problem, no? Yeah. Hey, um, here's my son. We're claiming asylum. Okay, we're going to take a cheek swab. Sir, you're not related to this child. I'm not. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> huh? yeah. so that's got a name. That's called child trafficking, yep. okay? Again, the Democrats, AOC, uh, Ilhan yeah. Omar, suggesting we treat them like dogs and stuff. I think it's in our... Joe, just a quick question out yeah. there. A simple yes or no will do. It's not a setup. Right. You think it's a good idea, yes or no, mm-hmm. if someone shows up at the border with a young child yeah. who can't defend himself, right. a grown man uh-huh. who says, hey, um, I'm here to break your laws, by the way, but I'm going to claim asylum while I'm doing yeah. it. And I've got this kid next to me and it's my kid. And we swab him and there's no family relation at all. Yes or no, you think it's a good idea, yes, or a bad idea, no, to take that child away from a man who just trafficked them illegally across the border? Yes, should we take them away or no, we shouldn't? Yes! Thank you, Producer Joe. You're welcome, Daniel. Oh. I (laughs) can't believe we have. Seriously, like, uh, and a show full. This is why (laughs) my wife's always telling me, move around. Move, you're screwing them. I can't. I can't stop moving. I get so upset at these stories. You can't like, you got to put a dot somewhere where I know where to look because I can't stop because I get upset at this. They're trafficking kids on the border. They're trafficking helpless kids who can't defend themselves against adults. And the Democrats are like, there's no crisis here. No crisis. Nothing to worry about, folks. Their DNA tests swab the cheek. That's not their kid. A third of the time. Oh. Yeah. All right. Finally, some good news. Last sponsor of the day, our buddies at DoorDash. Thank you, DoorDash, for making our lives so much easier. Listen, my wife and I are super busy, just like you. Not a complaint, just an observation. We're busy. We don't always have time to cook. So what do we do? We DoorDash it. DoorDash is the best. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and you love. Your favorite restaurants are doing DoorDash. On demand from your favorite places, restaurants come to you with DoorDash. You love to cook, but you're not in the mood to do the dishes tonight. I have to do the dishes in my house. My wife does the cooking. You don't want me cooking. Trust me. Sometimes I hate it. Right, Paula? And I'm like, please, can we DoorDash? Because I don't want to do the dishes. So I got on my cook. I'm like, no, no, DoorDash. We're doing DoorDash. Watch your favorite show with your favorite people instead. Get it delivered with DoorDash. What's the one dish from your favorite restaurant you just can't recreate at home? What if someone brought it right to your door? DoorDash will do it. DoorDash, DoorDash. It's dinner time. Your stomach's rumbling. You still don't know what you're going to eat tonight? Sound familiar? Shouldn't. Go to DoorDash. You don't need this grumbling in your tummy. DoorDash, DoorDash. You don't need to get up from the couch to get a meal cooking. DoorDash connects you to all of your favorite restaurants where you live. Ordering's easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat. It's as simple as that. And your dasher will bring it right to you wherever you are. Not only that burger place you love on DoorDash, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are there too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery. 
in over 3,300 cities and all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. What an ensemble there. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Bongino. Download the DoorDash app, enter promo code Bongino for $5 off your first order. Download the DoorDash app from the App Store, enter promo code Bongino. Again, promo code Bongino for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Okay, Uh, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been following my show during the last couple of weeks, you're a new listener and you listened last week, we have been blowing the doors off. Again, hat tip, Technofog, Conservative Treehouse, a bunch of people on Twitter and entrepreneurial yep. journalists out there doing the real work. This is not me and me alone. Yes. Round of applause. Yes, I am not taking credit for anybody's work, especially at Technofog on Twitter, who's been doing great stuff, um, really knocking it out of the park, doing legal analysis of the abomination known as the Mike Flynn case. Do not miss this. We covered it last week. Please go back and listen to last week's shows if you missed them. But I'll give you a bit of a recap because there's been some more court documents. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Techno on on Twitter has been exposing to us. Here's the long and short of it. I believe the United States government was spying on Mike Flynn because they were spying on Mike Flynn. They knew things about Mike Flynn's business relationship that even Mike Flynn didn't know because I believe Mike Flynn was being set up. Mike Flynn was then pressured to sign a document the government knew was false But only the government knew Flynn didn't. How? Because the government was spying on Flynn and his business partners. Flynn didn't have the information the government did. So instead of the government warning him about what he was about to sign, the government said, hey, buddy, put your John Hancock on this form, signed him, and then turned around and said, you lied. Ding, 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 ding. Now we're going to charge you. What we would call entrapment. And what I would call getting screwed over by your own government when you're a decorated general in the United States Army and an American patriot. What happened to Flynn is an international galactic cosmic disgrace of the highest order. Now, folks, what happened? This guy, David Laufman at the Department of Justice, a lawyer for the Department of Justice, knee deep in this whole Spygate debacle, by the way, um, was going some, like I said, Spygate. All He was in the National Security Division. He had to know what was going on with Flynn. We know Flynn as far back as 2015 is being spied on, investigated. We know this. Mm-hmm. There are people reporting on him to the United States government because he's an enemy of the Obama administration's Iran deal. And Obama, of course, has to spy on his enemies because that's what they do. Now we're starting to find out that the government may have some information on Flynn. So long and short of it is, they bring him in, and this government lawyer, David Laufman, Joe, who works at the National Security Division, remember that? That'll come back in a second. That'll be very important. He works at the National Security Division with a guy. Pay attention to this one. Laufman goes up to Flynn, and they pressure him to sign this Farah document, basically saying, you were a lobbyist for a foreign government. Sign this document, right? Yeah. Flynn signs it. But Flynn doesn't think he's lobbying for a foreign government. So he tells the truth on the document. He thinks he's lobbying for a Dutch company. The government knows different, Joe. The government knows that that Dutch company has alleged ties to the Turkish government. Flynn doesn't know this. Are you tracking, Joe? You're the audience ombudsman. You must stop me if this doesn't make sense. Yeah, we're on. Flynn doesn't know. Flynn thinks he's lobbying for a Dutch company, Mm -hmm. but the government knows because the government's been spying on Flynn and his business relationships. They have him sign this form, which he fills out. Honestly, the government knows, even though he's being honest, the government knows the form is going to be discredited (laughs) and he will be accused of lying almost immediately. (laughs) Now, how does the government have all this information on Flynn? Oh, hat tip at techno underscore fog on Twitter. He highlights these documents for everybody to put out there. Follow this guy for the best information out there. Here's a statement from the United States government (laughs) disclosed to the courts. And the court says, if I may read it for purposes of the record. The United States government is in possession of multiple independent pieces of information relating to the Turkish government's efforts to influence U.S. policy on Turkey and Fethullah Gulen, including information relating to 
communications, interactions, and a relationship between Ekamal Petkin and Mike Flynn and Al Petkin's engagement of Flynn because of Flynn's relationship with an ongoing presidential campaign without any reference to the defendant. And they go through some other stuff there. Oh, Okay, Uh so the government is now having to admit in the Flynn case, because Flynn's lawyers are saying, double barrel, middle finger, fellas, we're not really going to cooperate with you idiots anymore. The government is now forced to admit that they are in possession of a whole boatload of communications involving Flynn's business interests. Gee, Joe, how do you think they got that? Because they were spying on Flynn (laughs) and they set the guy up. This case is like... We need that news explosion thing they do oh, on dude. Tucker with me on Friday. We need that. We need the explosion. Sands my face in this one. This case is exploding in their face like you wouldn't believe. Now, what's the interesting new angle here? Remember, this Department of Justice National Security Division lawyer pressures Flynn. Yeah. This guy, David Laufman, to sign this document the government knows is false, but Flynn doesn't. Yes, yes. Flynn thinks he's working at a bank, as I said on Friday. Legitimately. Copy. The government knows the bank's run by the mob. Flynn doesn't know that. The government says, sign this form saying, you worked for the bank, not the mob. He signs it and he goes, liar, it's a mob bank. He didn't know. Now we know they were spying. The government has to admit they have his communications. Now, why is this guy Laufman... Why is this guy, they should call him Lousman. My grandmother, God rest her soul. She Remember that old that old insult, Joe? You're a little tad bit older than me. You're a louse. Yeah. You're a, my grandmother used to, she never cursed. She would, uh, I wish I could say the same. My grandmother would go, that guy's a louse. They should call him <laughs> Lousman. David Lousman. So Lousman pressures Flynn to sign the form. Who does Lousman work with over at the Department of Justice National Security Division? Let's put up this old piece by our buddy Jeff Carlson, another primo tier one investigator out there. Oh. This is from May 21st. 2018 by our buddy Jeff, who used to write at the markets work. John Carlin, the former NSD head who enabled the FBI's Carter Page FISA warrant. That's the title of the piece. This will be in the show notes. It's an older piece. Please read it. Why? Because of this little portion of it, that'll probably open your eyeballs. Laufman works at the Department of Justice National Security Division, which at one point was headed by Johnny Carlin from the piece. John Carlin was an assistant attorney general and head. <laughs> of the DOJ National Security Division, where Lausman, who pressures Flynn to sign the form, worked. On September 27, 2016, Carlin announced his resignation. He formally left the National Security Division on October 15, 2016. He'd been acting Assistant Attorney General and was confirmed in the spring of 2014. Listen to this doozy. Carlin had previously served as the Chief of Staff to then FBI director, and I will add here, and known witch hunter, Robert S. Mueller. Yo! Oh, this last paragraph. Oh, oh, oh. Last paragraph. Carlin was replaced with Mary McCord. What did Mary McCord do? She would later accompany acting attorney general Sally Yates to the White House to talk to Don McGahn regarding General Mike Flynn, where she basically threatened Don McGahn and told him to get rid of Mike Flynn. (sighs) Hokey smokes, Holding 15 yards offense. Ladies and gentlemen, this this guy, Flynn, uh, you know what? I mean, is there a guy? Is there a guy in, in American who's got worked over worse than Flynn? So let me get this straight. Oh man, Laufman in the National Security Division works for Bob Mueller's old chief of staff, John Carlin, hmm. who's knee deep in this whole FISA gate thing, right? Carlin worked for Mueller; they were buddies. He was his chief of staff. So Laufman's clearly briefing Carlin on his pressuring. At least, at, or Mary McCord at one point. Mary McCord, who, who joins Sally Yates, Sally Yates at the White House, to pressure the White House, the Trump White House, to get rid of Flynn. Clearly, Carlin's being briefed on this the whole time. He leaves, Mary McCord takes over, and then they go and pressure Flynn to sign a document because they've been spying on him the whole time, which they all know about, that they know is false, even though Flynn thinks it's true. Nothing to see here, folks. Don't you worry about it. It's all legit. Our government's on the up and up. What a scam. Gosh, I'm, you know, sometimes the shows wrap up a little. I, I, I got I to just get to this, okay? A couple more stories. So the former ambassador 
to the United States who bashed Trump in cables and then he's now gone. Good. See you later. Um, Former ambassador of the United States, as we're seeing in this Daily Mail story, this is uh, also up at the show notes at Bongino.com. Sir Kim Derrick vouched for Steele. He basically said Steele was absolutely legit. Now, of course, the press is, the Daily Mail does good work sometimes here. Um, so it's not them, but the press is running with this saying, look, ladies and gentlemen, you, you get where I'm going with this, right? Joe? Mm. Christopher Steele, who worked for Hillary to produce the dirty dossier mm-hmm. used to spy on the Trump team. Now we have this former UK ambassador saying, well, you know, in a cable, he thought he was legit. Ladies and gentlemen, just quickly on this, this is bad for the Democrats. Either way, why the media is pumping this story and trying to make it out like, hey, look, you know, we all got hosed. Everybody thought Steele was legit. Why they think this is a good story. They should have buried this thing like they bury all the other stories because this is a disaster because there's only one of two possible scenarios. Number one, if Sir Kim Derrick, former United Kingdom ambassador to the United States, doesn't like Trump, by the way, If he's right and Christopher Steele is legit, then this little note that uh, Kathleen Kavalek took while interviewing Christopher Steele about his sources, this little note is big trouble, Joe. So if Christopher Steele is legit, notice how we circled this there, then the fact that Steele told the State Department official that his two sources Mm -hmm. were two Russian disinformation specialists, you can see it on the screen now, the note, (laughs) Trebnikov and Surkov, sources... That's what he told the State Department. Then the Democrats are in a world of trouble because they have now owned the Russian collusion scandal. You get where I'm going with this? Uh, The media. Well, we all thought Christopher Steele was legit. Okay, if he's legit, then he's legitimately colluding with two Russian disinformation sources. He told us were his sources. The Russian collusion scandal is yours then. Thank you. Hand off. It's been debunked on the Trump side. Now it's yours. Cheers. Now you can explain why your legit source was colluding with two Russian disinformation specialists. Good luck. The second option, of course, is Steele was not legit. And everybody from the UK ambassador to the United States, to the FBI, to the CIA, to British Intel, MI5, MI6, and others, all got worked by this guy. And Joe, how many of them actually verified his information? Hmm. I would say zero. Oh, zero. That's not a heart. That's a zero. zero. Heart? Zero. <laughs> heart? Zero. That is a zero. Goose egg. None of them because the dossier has already been discredited. It is false. This story doesn't work for the media either way. Hmm. Either way. Mm-hmm. Either you fell for this because you're a sucker or the guy was legit and was working with Russians colluding to influence our election. There's no option C, folks. Thank you. No. Wow. <laughs> All right, last story of the day. Um, listen, this guy's been doing amazing work, and I, I can't recommend you support him enough. Uh, go to his Twitter account. He has a number of ways to support his work. But Andy No at Andy No, um, excuse me, at Mr. Andy No, N-G-O, um, on Twitter, uh, he's an actual journalist who has been doing incredible work just showing the public the danger of Antifa. He has been documenting the rise of these these terrorist maniac anti-First Amendment savages back since 2018. So here's a tweet he put up this weekend. The guy who showed up, in case you missed it, an Antifa thug showed up at an ICE facility and mm-hmm. tried to bomb it. He showed up with a rifle. He was killed by police in Tacoma. Here's Andy Noe's tweet. He says, here's my video, which captures this guy, Willem Van Spronson, the JBJC Antifa militia member who was killed yesterday outside the Tacoma, Washington ICE facility. Police say he arrived with a rifle and began to firebomb the place and attempted to make a tank explode. Hat tip at Mr. Andy Noe. Here's his video, which he put out on his Twitter feed of this guy who showed up trying to blow up the facility from Antifa at an Antifa rally in 2018. Check this out. Fascists go home. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andy No, exposing these people for there. There he was, right there in the background. That guy, Willem Van Spronsen, who's uh, no more uh, with us, was taken out by the police after trying to attack a Tacoma, Washington ICE facility. These people, ladies and gentlemen, are terrorist, thug, savage animals. 
Hat tip Andy No for exposing them for exactly what they are. Of course, the media won't touch it because Antifa hates Trump and the media is not real media anymore. People like Andy No are. So nice work. Support him if you can. All right, folks. Thanks. Yeah, that was a very energetic show. Yeah, I man. hope you liked it. I was really excited about it. Again, I know you liked it, Joe, yeah. so I, I can always tell. I get Joe's vibes right away. Um, please watch me on the 5 today. It'll be on later, 5 o'clock. Again, if my flight's not delayed, I really appreciate it. DVR it. Fox News Channel, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, and on our audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. So subscriptions, they're all free, um, that help us move up the charts. We really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. I will see you all back in the home studio tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.